You're listening to iFanboy's Book Splode, Planet Hulk by Greg Pak. Hey everybody, Paul Montgomery here. You're listening to Book Splode. The iFanboy podcast dedicated to a collected edition uh, or longer work. And this time around, it's Planet Hulk. And joining me, uh, Mr. Jim Roshkowski. Hello, Paul. And Ryan Haupt. Hey, Paul. I feel like we need some Foley, like books blown. <laughs> Not my job. And uh, <clears throat> and Timmy Wood. I'll do the Foley stuff. Do you have any like celery you can just like, you know, bang against the table or... <laughs> I know Timmy's got a whole Foley studio in his closet, so. I'm like Christopher Lloyd in that Radioland Murders movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so we read Planet Hulk, which is a storyline that ran through The Incredible Hulk by Greg Pak uh, with a few different artists. And uh, this was concurrent to Marvel's big Civil War event a few years ago. And this is kind of the reason that the Hulk was not in Civil War and uh, sort of showed up uh at the uh, after Civil War and the aftermath of all that. That's probably why they did it. If you, Don't you think? Like the, someone at one of those retreats said, you know, if the Hulk is on the board, whoever has him wins yeah. or, you know, whatever. So they had to gin up some way to get him away. And this and certainly also, does the trick. And that, how do you have the Hulk sign up for the Registration Act? I mean, he, everyone knows he's the Hulk. I guess he's, <laughs> right. he's already kind I was, of signed I was thinking up. about that. I mean, which if I mean – like, like which side he, would would he be on if there were like an option? He wouldn't. If he picks he picks the registration side, the whole idea behind registration is that he like is making himself financially liable for any damage he does. He admits he submits to training. So there's how banner's that, choice, right? How, yeah, yeah, banner would banner would pick with, side with Stark, and then Hulk would side exactly. with exactly. <laughs> but Hulk just wants to be left alone, so I, I can't. Oh, this, he's whole, not a, th this whole thing was a wasted opportunity. They did <laughs> this was a bad idea for Hulk them. Was, Hulk, Hulk would have been the, the a great like Ralph Nader of this like <laughs> right. a great third independent party. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh ryan um why was the hulk in outer space the hulk was in outer space because there was a satellite that was bad and hulk smashed bad satellite and then the uh the illuminati uh the group now being kind of reunited in uh one of hickman's avengers books new avengers there right? you go they uh, they said, well, Hulk also bad, so we should uh, while while he's in space, let's take the opportunity to put him in further away space. So uh, they they uh, let him smash the satellite for them, do the dirty work, and then decided to launch him as far away as they could get him. Exactly. So and the the Illuminati are, I mean, basically Hulk's best friends or, or who are supposed to be Bruce Banner's best friends. Right. Yeah. Um, it, felt, it seemed like this was one of those, it, it seemed spearheaded by Reed. Reed's always the, the face that comes up on the screen as the one talking directly to the Hulk and being, you know, as sympathetic as is possible. And the plan was to send him to a nice, a nice planet where he could just uh, romp around being, being hulky. And apparently there was a what if where he actually made it to the right planet. So like a, a Hulk sanctuary and they talk about being right like grassy and lush and there being, you know, game for him to hunt and, and eat and a Hulk preserve a in Hulk the, uh, preserve. in the, what if I read, I read a little bit of this on, on Wikipedia. Apparently when he, in the, what if, where he makes it to the preserve, everything in the planet is forced to evolve, to adapt to him. 
because he's the this driving force of everything that that can happen on the world. And so eventually the world becomes a place where Hulk is just a normal being, if not slightly underpowered relative to everything else. So this is over a really long period of time? Uh, evolution can happen pretty quick if there's something like okay. a Hulk forcing it. You see, when you write uh, What If, it tends to reinforce the value of rules and limits. Because when the writer can do whatever he wants, sometimes he goes to crazy town. Mm. And uh, if you read the ones from the 70s, that's mostly what they do. Well, the what ifs always have like here to endings, too, that the regular comics never have. So that's, that, yes. that's always what's weird for me is that half the times the what if ends better. And you're just like, well, <laughs> crap, man, they should have just done that. because That's everybody's happy at the end of this. So I don't know. <laughs> so instead of ending up there, the Hulk goes through sort of a wormhole to a not so hospitable planet. Um and if you've seen movies like Gladiator or John Carter, it's it's very similar to to what happens there. He's he's a fish out of water and becomes a gladiator and forms a a, a war bond with some some other warriors from uh, other uh, alien races um, that we've seen in in other Marvel books. Um, there's some brood in there, and uh, there's some rocky looking guys. And um, he becomes a gladiator and and very quickly goes up the ranks and um, ends up becoming like the champion of the downtrodden on this planet um, and fights the pinkies, uh, which is, again, it's and sort of like the John Carter thing where you've got the the red Martians and uh, the, the green uh, many armed guys. In this case, it's a it's a race of. Um, sort of insectoid uh, aliens who are part of a hive mind and uh, he finds love and um, that's that's the overall storyline so that's just to give you sort of the gist of what it is let's talk about what we liked and didn't like um jim you're a hulk fan right i am a hulk Hulk fan Uh, for one thing i'm glad that uh, i read this before john carter came out Mm -hmm. because i like it a lot more i liked it a lot more before i could see all those very clear similarities but uh, besides that, yeah, I, I've always been a big Hulk fan and people who remember Bill Bixby and, you know, basically nothing else tend to think that there's – the problem with the Hulk is that there's really only one Hulk story when in fact if you have, if you have put in the time and, uh, and read him over the years, you find that the, the writers are driven to desperation by the fact that there's only so much you can do with the Hulk. And so they end up doing stuff like this and – and they end up doing wilder things to him than almost any other character. Like Dr. Strange has tried to cure him before by sending him to another dimension without his brain. And, you know, they've tried splitting him up. They've tried merging uh, all of his personalities into one being. And uh, if you, you know, if you're Reed Richards and you've watched all this happen, yeah, I'm sure you do want to, you know, ah, the hell with it. We'll launch him into space and put him on planet bleep blorp or something. And, won't have to he the, the idea of, of staging an intervention is uh about you know 10 or 20 years out of date for for this guy so i figured i, I, I figured out how to cure the hulk yeah did you i did i'm not gonna yeah. i'm 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 not gonna talk about it it's my storyline i've got in my pocket when marvel comes <laughs> right. to me and says okay. ryan what's your hulk story boom i've got it. i'll tell you guys off air but i'm saving that's I'm, cool that's fair i look forward to that yeah. um so is this so so jim this being I think the the big thing about this and one of the reasons so there was this rumor that this might be a storyline in the next Hulk movie for uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whatever, phase two, phase three, wherever it's going to wherever it's going to fall. Um, 
the problem with this is that there's very little Bruce Banner in this story. Yeah, is that, is that thing, a problem for you story-wise, even beyond it being it's, a good it's idea? A problem, it's a problem for me in the comics because right. uh, I've always been very hung up on the – like I don't care what the Hulk rules are, but I want Hulk rules to exist. Like as a reader, I want to know the conditions that cause him to turn into the Hulk, why he – you know what his powers are, what his intelligence is at any given moment. And the, over the past few years until really probably this Mark Wade uh, takeover, it's been whatever the writer wants it to be changing even from issue to issue. But even then, like I still would be, I would still be very fine with that. If the writer kind of told us as well upfront, like, I don't, I, I don't mind that the Hulk rules change from writer to writer to serve no. the story they're telling. I mean, I feel like the same with Doctor Strange, like his type of powers can manifest, it's magic, so it can manifest yeah. how the writers want to use it. But just like, let us, I feel like just let me know which Hulk we're going to be using. So I don't like, yeah. like Bruce Banner barely appears in this story. Yeah, and, and that's, um, which is, by the way, why it wouldn't work as a movie, because the thing that was good about uh, the Hulk and Avengers was Mark Ruffalo. And as I've seen pointed out on the web uh, recently, Mark Ruffalo has like a six-picture deal for the Hulk, so right. they're, wanna, they're going to use him. And I doubt they're going to use him covered in ping-pong balls in a giant green room for the sake of, you know, How ironic. Yeah, right. Okay, but for the, for the book itself – for the book itself. Um, is yeah. it, I mean, is it, is it a problem? Do you just wish there was, you know, half and half? Well, and no, Hulk, I or? mean, I don't even, uh, he, at the time, I just wanted to know where Bruce was. And like, cause you know, the Hulk would, was in a high stress situation. He was, he was under the kind of anxiety and pressure that would cause him to turn into a giant green monster. But then at the end of the day, he gets, you know, crowned king of the rebels and he's sleeping with pretty ladies and he's sleeping period right uh so you know i i think it was ryan who had the genius breakthrough that i wish i had been talking to ryan when i was reading this in the first place don't that, you say uh, that with most books you read though oh yes <laughs> uh but in this particular case uh it was that uh maybe maybe the atmosphere is an oxygen on that planet Bada bing. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely entirely possible. Greg Pak has to do. Yeah, Bruce Uh, just can't survive, so he has to stay Hulk. And that, I mean, that to me, the reason that I I like, the reason I like my own theory is that uh, Mm -hmm. Hulk is, in this book, more intelligent than he's usually portrayed as on Earth, and not quite as all-powerful. Like, he gets stabbed, his skin gets broken. You know, he can take machine gun fire uh, on Earth, but here yeah. on this alien planet, he can get stabbed with blades and things like that. So my my working theory was that Hulk's not actually that angry. He's just keeping Bruce alive. So because yeah. he's not that angry, he's not as strong, and he's uh, a lot more intelligent. And also, it's a it's a it's a dangerous planet too. There's all these other unknown creatures that are around trying well, to kill. Yeah, there are the zombie spikes and the you know. There's the high. There's Meek and his hive mind family and. Uh, it's just, it's a bizarre, crazy plant. So I feel like that even if the, you didn't use the oxygen, uh, you didn't, even if you didn't use Ryan's wonderful oxygen. <laughs> I didn't say oxygen. I, I just said the planet that. itself could be 
not super. You could use human. the theory that the Hulk uh, is always in danger in that planet, so we will always have to say Hulk. So like, it would be it would be like if if Spider Man were on the planet, his spider sense would be tingling the entire time. Exactly, it'd be tingle tingle. It'd be like his foot fell asleep. See, I always felt like, like so ants crawling over your feet. I felt like with Spider Man though, the spider sense is more like smell, where if you're around something bad, it tends it fades if you just you know are around it for a little bit. Okay. Right? Well, if we do function. if we do Spider Island next, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, this this kills me because this is the closest I've ever been to a no prize in my life, and they don't hand them out anymore. <laughs> my heart my heart is breaking. Okay, uh, well but, let me ask you guys this then. Okay, so since there's no Bruce Banner and and there it, and it isn't explicitly stated as as you seem to, to that you would have liked, um, why you've got just to hold my hand, Paul? My hand. <laughs> um, do you at least do you, do you like the way Hulk himself is portrayed? Um, yes, he he is. Uh, he he's true to that whole. He's just he's just the Ziggy of the Marvel universe. The, <laughs> nothing ever goes right for the Hulk, and all he wants is to be left alone, as as was alluded to earlier. And I think that's why he's my very favorite, <laughs> because he's just. Everybody's trying to cure him. Everybody's trying to stop him. And not one of them in 50 years has ever just tried being nice to him and leaving him alone. And his friends try to send him on vacation, you know, to a spa planet or something. <laughs> and of course, he gets a flat tire and ends up in the middle of nowhere with people stabbing him. And just <laughs> of all the other planets he could have fallen on, he falls on the one that like fear agent would never go anywhere near. <laughs> like, and just he just cannot catch a break to save his life. And I, his, his attitude the whole time sort of reflects that he is, he literally is like, if I have to conquer this planet and kill everyone on it to get some goddamn peace and quiet, then that is exactly what I'm going to do. And that, that is basically the, what drives the story and what resonates for me. Yeah. It's it just, I mean, it, it, it's, it's snowballs the entire time. And, yeah. and the, the pacing, what I think my, my biggest criticism with the book is that the pacing is, is so quick, even though it's a lot of issues. It's like a 400. Now, Paul, I know you're in the page. middle of something. We actually need to move on to the next topic now. <laughs> that was, that right. was meta. So <laughs> even though it's like 400 pages and, and it went for over a year, um, it just seems like it moves so fast and just to get to that point. But all, but that also, I think, adds to the fact that once the Hulk, you know, gets through one challenge, another one lands at his feet. Yes. Um, and even and, you know, it's it's all insult to injury because, in the, you know, even if the Illuminati succeeded in what they wanted to do, they're still banishing him to another planet. And that's, you know, supposedly his best friends doing this. And really, um, they didn't have to make that video. I feel like that kind of just really, they didn't have to. That's what really bit he them in the ass. Known. He would have he never, never known. known. <laughs> he would have just assumed this bad wormhole did it. He would have thought. And then they could have come and rescued him. That they were like. The the Illuminati needed like some PR people on their side. I'm surprised. Yeah, this. like if if Tony had been front man, or a point man for this instead of Reed, I'm sure Tony could have marketed it better. Because when you said the whole like sending him on a forced vacation, they should have played up that angle. They should have been like, Hulk, you won the Avengers raffle contest that we had <laughs> right. when you were up fixing <laughs> that satellite, and now you get an all expenses paid trip to this beautiful luscious planet. But we all have friends like this. <laughs> friends who wrong us and then instead of apologizing they explain how what they did wasn't actually that bad and they're sorry if your feelings were hurt by being tricked onto a rocket 
consent to your death. But it's like they had an intervention for him without him even being there. Like they, yes. they had an intervention uh, via satellite and there's nothing <laughs> he could do to, you know, he, he, there was no opportunity for him to, to voice his own, you know, right. Opinion about this. They already decided it for him. But um, rehab does not work unless the person you're sending wants to go. Right. And I, I keep coming back to the, the, you know, that part of the story because I think it's, it's far more interesting than, well, the story actually is, which is, you know, the gladiator thing. We mentioned that it's it's very similar to other stories that we've seen. Um, Timmy, what did you uh, like or not like about this? Well, I, your I, overall impression? I think it's a cool story, but I think it's uh, back to what you were kind of saying about the pacing. Like there's some storytelling issues that I have with it that it kind of make it not not easy to read at least not in one big long chunk like i did uh before the podcast so like it's a cool story it's a great idea like i think you said once that uh this was like a casada's idea and like he pitched it to pack and pack wrote it and fleshed it out I right think yeah, I it was i think it was i think it was joe casada's initial concept that they were going to do this and then he gave it to pack and then pack came up with sort of the mythology of this this world and the characters on it so he ran with it yeah so like conceptually it's a really cool idea and it's really cool that they take uh aspects of the marvel universe that are kind of no one really knows about and or not known but like they reinvent them like a brood or the uh the rock guy who's from like a thor issue mm-hmm. and jack kirby drew and like it's so it's all these cool ideas but then it there's some stuff that it, there's some issues they just jam back jam pack way too much in and then some issues where like the silver surfer shows up that aren't really necessary at all and that was totally i love that issue that was totally necessary (laughs) i i love i love the idea that the silver surfer is in there but it's he's sort of just he shows up and then he's gone and he serves it feels like a feels like like a a plot contrivance he frees them well it's it's deus ex silver surfer he frees them all (laughs) from the impossible control discs and yeah um i i mean silver surfer it's because it's just that one issue if it was if Silver Surfer stuck around, it's game over, right? It's because he's just too powerful. Mr. Cosmic Power Man. Right, know. right. I've often, yeah, so I kind of see, um, the Fanboy guys in the Pick of the Week podcast often talk about the uh, the last page Punisher reveal and how that's always yeah, like right. the, the oh crap moment when you realize the Punisher's about to be introduced and stuff's just going to go crazy. And I feel like in a cosmic story, the Silver Surfer fills that role where when the Silver Surfer shows up, stuff's getting way more serious and way more intense. And hopefully, I mean, it, a story can't really sustain that intensity for long. So it's good that he surfs off, I guess. And just that is just the way life is. You get stranded on the other side of the universe. And yeah. of all the people you could run into, who should show up? But that guy who was in your frat with Doctor Strange and <laughs> Nighthawk and – you know, and what are the odds? Who got that job with yeah, that big corporation that just soulless? Well, it's, right. it's, well, it's limit. His powers are limited for a while. He's got this yeah. brace on him, and and he's a slave for a while. But so they could have, you know, brought you know brought that out a bit more um, because there seemed to be a lot of momentum. Like they even they do like a Silver Surfer origin story. Yeah. Um, and then it's just it's all it's no all no done. better time no better time to do that. Well, I, I think the other reason the Silver Surfer worked for me is because uh, the animated Brain Trust did the uh, Planet Hulk animated movie that came right. out a couple of years ago. And in that, they don't use Silver Surfer. I imagine there's some weird rights reason for that, but they use Beta Ray Bill, who I have 
zero connection to as a character. I mean, he's weird looking and, and, you know, served his purpose. But so the, the reveal of the Silver Surfer was legitimate surprise to me, which okay. is such a rare thing to actually happen in comics these days. To, to be I'm, on, I'm on the opposite you know, side of the fence because I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Walt Simonson's Thor. So I, I have a great affection for Beta Ray Bill. And it just and he's even crazier. And, I, you know, even like <laughs> the Silver Surfer is a really weird out there idea. Um, but Beta Ray Bill just like takes the cake. He's a horse skull alien <laughs> with a really, really weird name. And he's a, like a, a, a Thor spinoff. And um, even still, like there's all this pathos. And it's just uh, I, I actually thought Beta Ray Bill was a really interesting way to spice up that that animated movie. And, and he was probably the best part. It was the best animated part. Um, and it pairs it well like with the Gamma Monsters. Beta, Gamma. Yeah. So... So pacing seems to be one of the one of the big concerns, um, and then also just the fact that it's derivative of of other things. Um, but at the time, it, but you're right. At the time, it yeah. didn't seem derivative. It was just kind of it was exciting. I know lots of people that loved this when it came out. It isn't until like I reread a lot of uh, Adam Strange and then John Carter that I was like, oh, this is like mm. all very pulling from like Burroughs lore yeah sorry i interrupted i interrupted ryan yeah, but i'm actually a, i'm actually a, not i'm not sorry about that i'm not sorry about that but i just wanted to point it out that i knew that i interrupted it you had and a relevant I now, point. now i will allow him to speak you had a relevant point and i'm glad you said it because i'm taking us in a different direction i want okay. to talk about how much i loved the little drone covers they're great um that might have been i think because those were the thing the, that was my uh, conception of Planet Hulk coming into this, having not... So, I uh, uh, full disclosure, I didn't read this story when it was coming out. Um, I read it just in one, you know, a couple of sittings uh, while preparing for this podcast. And, Same for me. And I think one of my favorite things was the little drone covers. They were, they were consistent the entire way through, and they were just gorgeous. And I really, really liked the, um, the, the picture they painted, whereas the art itself, it was, you know, it was yeoman. It was serviceable. It was a little inconsistent at times. Uh, the storytelling sometimes didn't quite work, but the covers were always just superb, and, and I really... I See, I have no idea what the cover artist is doing now, but I miss Aaron Lepresti with my whole heart books that i read i don't even know where he is now or any of you for that matter no, I just, I <laughs> no. Think that, there you go. no it was mostly it was it was aaron lepresti it was carlo pagulian um there's a little bit of uh of gary frank in there uh, yeah there's one issue where they, they they rounded up a bunch of artists that they marvel had like had short leashes on and got them to do like a two-page part of the story where they cover like every everyone gets an origin story in this uh <laughs> right. in this mini or this maxi. oh yeah that was where they had mike Allred doing the uh, rock guy core is his name we can someone look up the rock guy's name that we all forgotten obviously i'll i it seems to me that it is core core that sounds yeah. right yeah um, core, who, oh, core, rock See, i'm a geologist so that actually means something because rock cores are a thing that, that happens we think about uh, the Meek character because I think that's sort of the if there's like a breakout star or or at least most noticeable character depending on what you think about him. Yeah, at first he's Korg. he's really there's a G a, there's a G guys Korg it's Korg okay yeah. that's right. Well, at first Meek I feel like is really into Jar Jar Binks territory in yes. the beginning, hmm. uh, and he's he's not he's not the most fun character to read on the page, but then once he goes through his metamorphosis uh, metamorphoses. Well, we should say, uh, say who he is. So he's a he's an yeah. insectoid 
uh, a humanoid insect thing uh, that's one of the natives of this planet. How and he ended up the weakest gladiator. member. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the, the weakest member of the 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 war bond. Physically and, the weakest, but he's the Rudy. He's got the biggest heart. Right. He's the he's sort of like the in quotations comic relief. Of, and he's the last. He's the last of his hive mind too. Right. right? Like that's that's an important distinction. I feel like so he's kind of the glue because he's the one who really wants them to be a group. You know. Otherwise, <laughs> he's the last. He's the last person you would ever suspect to do anything shady. So. Right. There's and as it turns out, that. he's the one sort of behind um, or is, is one of the, the, the really the catalysts for World War Hulk, which is where this is all headed. I guess um, the ship has sailed on the spoiler warning. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. A few years gone. But th- this is sort of this was the, you know, the other shoe dropping for the Illuminati and for the whole Marvel Universe after they're, you know, they uh, they're sort of divided and, and, and hurting after Civil War. Hulk comes back in surfing on the outside of his spaceship. Um, that's the other thing. If the Hulk can survive in, you know, the vacuum of space, couldn't he have just like jumped off the, the sanctuary that they sent him to and like dog paddled through space? Back- <laughs> you can't dog paddle through space. I know space. you can't. I mean, but he could do something. You could, he could have hopped like from planet to asteroid planet. To asteroid planet to hops. Yeah. I'm not sure. Hulk, well, so uh, they never, Hulk, it's never been established if Hulk could get angry enough to reach escape velocity. It never are came you, up. Are you sure? <laughs> I, don't I think, think we're getting a hint. I think we're getting a hint at what Ryan's Hulk book is. No, no, actually, <laughs> yeah. that has nothing to do with my Hulk book. It's a new idea I've just had now, but it's. I don't know that Hulk could reach escape velocity just jumping. It's a. Uh... He'd have to be like. You have to like get a running start. And you would have found a way, but anyways, at the at the yeah. end, by the end of this book, he is surfing on the outside of of this spacecraft, and they're headed back to Earth to get revenge, because the uh, something happens with Meek where he allows the ship to blow up, and it destroys pretty much everything, including Hulk's wife, uh, the old strong Kyra, right? Right. What What did you guys think of uh, of Hulk uh, having a lady friend? I mean, James Bond got married once too. Just for yeah. you know, uh, during one of the many Hulk stories that nobody ever thinks about because they think there's only one, Hulk got uh, shrunk down to some version of the microverse or some corner of the microverse, and had an arc very similar to this where he met and bedded another green lady. Uh, which I think even gets referenced a couple of times in this one. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, it's impossible to make him happy, but uh, if you have to be tortured and enslaved and betrayed by your friends, you should at least, you should at least get a girlfriend out of it. I don't think get married and, and be that way. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine too. I mainly cause I knew she was about to get killed in like three <laughs> <All> issues. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Was that just you being cynical, or are you knowing uh, how the just, story ends? Just knowing how the story ends, not being cynical. I mean, do you, do you, I mean, do you think it's? Uh, well, I don't want to say unfair, but do you, do you, because it? I mean, of course, it's unfair and it's 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 cruel to to him and and to her character. But do you think it's do you think it's kind of I don't know cruel or or um, unbalanced to introduce a character just for her to die at the end? She had some good moments. Um, she had that moment where. I liked, I actually, thinking back on it, I liked her arc 
uh, because she originally is working for the Red King, who is the the Walking Phoenix of this storyline. Right. Uh, from Gladiator, not from. Right. Uh, well, maybe from the master, but, you know, not from any of his other movies <laughs> or real life. Uh, no rap career for the Red King is what I'm saying. So not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, and so she kind of, as the story progresses, sees just how much of a bastard this guy really is. Uh, he we haven't really talked about the spikes, which are the kind of um, zombie parasite of this it's world. The, the xenomorph. Yeah, you know. they're, they're, they're kind of like they're kind of like a mixture between xenomorphs, the sandworms from Dune and like zombies and zo- and zombies. Yeah, because they infect you and they turn you all spiky. And so. Um, you know, when she kind of finds out that the Red King has been using those as a weapon and he ends up bombing, you know, firebombing an entire city Dresden style and she's holding a child that gets turned to ash. Like th- those I thought were some pretty interesting moments for her character. And it made her yeah. arc away from working for the Red King and joining up with Hulk and the, uh, the Warbound makes sense. Um, and I liked that. Uh, the one thing that I thought was really lacking from her storyline was, is there is a brief interlude where Hulk allows Bruce to come out for a few minutes to meet her. And they don't really follow up on that. And I think I wanted to see the rest of that conversation. Well, and also part of the reason why I think like she it's, I don't care that she's killed off and that she is purely a catalyst mm-hmm. for world war Hulk is because she's not really doesn't have much of a personality either. I, I at least I don't think so. I mean, she's kind of a one note. A lot of these characters are kind of one note. Uh, There's a lot of archetypes. Yeah, and they're they're there just to serve that archetype for this kind of story, which I'm fine with. And but if, yet. if I if I wanted to, if you pulled this character, the if you pulled almost all these characters except for maybe. The brood. I would read that bro- a brood story, and I, I I would read a core. I would read a core story as well. Yeah, I like. If you pulled the if you pulled the old this is her name old strong something the old strong, and gave her her own book. I I wouldn't care. Well, there's two. There's two of the shadow people. There's like a shadow. So there's the the pink skin red skinned people whom right. the red king is the leader of, and then there's this sub group of them called the shadow people that are kind of these warrior monk Highlander types. type. Right. Yeah. And uh, and one of them is uh, Heroim is a member of the Warbound and he just does nothing. Uh, I mean, he just exists. He fights from time to time. But as a character, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'd actually I'd actually completely forgot about him. All I remember is that he's praying at one point and they're like, he is he's taking an oath of silence during prayer. Yeah, and then <laughs> and he looked the, like and then he looked like Christopher Lambert from Highlander. Right. That's and then I mean. at one point he's not silent, silent anymore and, and life goes on. But I, this has never occurred to me before now. As much as what what Tim has wisely said is true, does anyone ever call you Tim? Did I just do uh, something wrong? My my wife and my parents. Okay. And your so see, my my parents call me Jimmy, and if anybody else did that, I wouldn't even realize they were talking to me. But so anyway, you are, you're presumptuous, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so it would seem the the trend continues to pace. Uh, what I was going to say is Timmy. Uh, just made me realize that we always talk about how creators uh, save new characters and new ideas for their own independent books and that uh, there are never any new characters coming out of uh, a Marvel or a DC. But the Hulk is the only pre-existing character in this entire story. And now that I think about it, they tried pretty hard uh, to make these other guys happen. Korg Korg was pre-existing. yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Like. Like. And, so, and, and the, and the brood the point, too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Brood as a, as a species. Yeah. Right. I am not on trial here. 
no, uh, but no, having said all that, uh, and not that the Korg character wasn't a fully fleshed out three dimensional creation of Jack Kirby's in Thor two or whatever, but, uh, like they came to earth with him for world war Hulk Marvel. I'm almost positive gave the war bound their own book at one point, although they might not have been called that scar war scar, the son of uh, Hulk who, as it turned out, existed and survived to the cataclysm. He totally had his own book for a good long while there. He was cavorting with micronauts and Galactus and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, these, these, these were a set of new characters that, People were not particularly interested in, unfortunately for them, but uh, they 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 gave it the old college try. Yeah, they, it's true. They I do remember World War Hulk like uh, them. I remember because I wasn't reading this. I remember when World War Hulk came out, some website did it, like the characters that you because it was something like the characters you need to know for World War Hulk because you didn't read Planet Hulk. Right. And they listed them all, and it, so they brought them all to Earth, and then yeah, I, I never saw them once again, and I don't even remember what their role was in World War Hulk. All I remember from World War Hulk is Doctor Strange gets his hands broken. Demon hands, Doctor Strange. Which yeah. Doctor Hand Strange are his hands are already messed up. Like that's the point of yeah, the he already has he already has broken hands from a drunken car accident, and now he's got broken hands from a Hulk fight. If you watch is any NASCAR race, when the guys are about to crash, they let go of the steering wheel because they know that your hands and arms are gonna get messed up. <laughs> Doctor this Strange should have been a bigger not. NASCAR fan. This is not the only thing that happened in World War Hulk. You're forgetting about the 25 pages of the Sentry eating Captain Crunch out of the box in his underwear on the couch. Well, it doesn't doesn't on life to live. Doesn't Hulk beat Black Bolt? But then Black Bolt, it turned out, was a scroll because next summer happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So all right. He came and he said, "I don't want to." I don't. I didn't come here to hear you whisper. I came to hear you scream. I wanted to see more of Hulk as king. I thought Hulk had an interesting. Uh, yeah, that didn't last nearly long enough. That was yeah. Get I kind of wish the King Conan wanted, part, and it doesn't. Be, wouldn't it have been cool? Like West Wing the, Hulk. Wouldn't it be neat if World War Hulk never happened? Okay, first of all, that's cool. And then also, it'd be really cool if they just let him be King Hulk for like another year, kept him away from the Marvel Universe again for another year. I think. I would much, I mean, because like I said, I think Planet Hulk is a really cool idea and concept and in story. And I'm I'm glad to have read it and I'm glad that I have that story in my brain. And yeah, some parts don't execute as well as I like. But to see King Ruler Hulk over all these people. Dealing with irrigation problems. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. like he hires City middle Council management skull to... Well, that's kind of what he does. You see the, 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 you see the dune worm spike zombies right. feeding off of him for a while and he's like, I fixed that problem. And so I think... It could have been. Could I think been it's. Great. I think it's really ambitious, and it's it's really it's a really colorful story with uh, a lot of interesting mythology, and you can read all the appendices in this, you know, trade paperback if you can track it down. Um, but I think it. I think really, it, even though it went on for a long time, it's such an ambitious story that it sort of begs for for more time. But then again, do you want to, you know, maroon Hulk in another world for that long and not have him on the table for? you know, for other things. And, and this is really, I think, um, not in Greg Pak's mind, but I think in, you know, Casada's mind and, and, and the Marvel ed- editorial, um, their, their mandate was, I think really, it was all leading into world war Hulk to have a storyline where it's the Hulk really having reason for a vendetta and to, to have, you know, pit the Hulk against the entire Marvel universe, which is, 
which is what World War Hulk is. And that, and that I think is I think that is if if they if they don't I mean they're not going to go the Planet Hulk route in the movies. But I think World War Hulk, if handled properly, could make for a really interesting Avengers movie. Um, you know, a book so I, I want to see something that, I'd like that, to borrow. Sorry, Paul, mm-hmm. I cut you off. You should say that go again ahead. so you can. Actually. No, I was just saying if, if the if the movies borrow anything from these storylines, and this is all one long interconnected thing, Planet Hulk, and there's like another trade paperback, which is like, you know, Road to Planet Hulk or Fallout from Planet Hulk, and then World War Hulk. It's it's all part countdown, of the countdown countdown infinite right. Planet Hulk. <laughs> infinite Planet Hulk. Um I think if I, they borrow anything, I think World War Hulk is the is the thing to go with. And well, and the, that of the, idea of betrayal. I think part of the idea too though, and this is this is just pertaining to this, but like the la- this, there's something that's been coming up a lot in Marvel, and it's just like good guys fighting good guys. So you have Civil War fighting good guys fighting good guys. World War Hulk, it's like Hulk fighting Avengers. And Secret Invasion, it's like who who are the good guys, who are the bad guys? We don't know. And so it's just like I want to see the Hulk be a good guy with good guys. It seems like you that's know? what Mark Wade's doing. Yeah, and that's what I, I like Mark Wade's. It's what uh, Kelly Sudeikis is doing in Avengers Assemble, for that matter. It's true. So a lot to take in, isn't it, guys? I mean, Hulk. You know, I've always, I always view Hulk as, uh, you know, and this, this is met with every possible allusion to his own origin. But he's a nuclear reactor. He's if, uh, if again, Ryan's pitching his Hulk. No, this is not my Hulk story. Well, actually, okay, so he's a nuclear reactor. This does actually tie into my Hulk story. But basically, (laughs) if he's, you know, uh, that is an incredible source of energy. If used properly and safely that can be incredibly effective at powering entire cities for very low cost and low, you know, whatever. So, uh, like put him on a treadmill and right. So he's, if, if he, if you point him in the right direction and keep the reaction contained, Hulk is an incredibly effective tool, but if he's let go and let, let to be uncontrolled, then you have a meltdown and he just goes nuts and, and wrecks everything. Okay. So in closing, is this a book that you would recommend to people or with any, um, you know, any other considerations? I would recommend this book to someone who had a pretty good feel for the Hulk already. So they read the uh, Jones run. I don't like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, like if somebody came up to me and said, I really loved the Hulk when I saw the Avengers last summer. What should I read? This is probably not what I would give them. Mm. Or uh, I'd say if someone, if someone like was like, yeah, like those whole, like let's say that guy, there's someone that like loves Marvel civil war. Like I'm not that guy, but I know people who, who do love civil war. I'd give them this. What if they I think there's a lot of John those Carter. fans out there that really enjoyed civil war. So I think, I think that, I think that's a large, a large swath of the audience. I think. Yeah, if you if you like Marvel event comics, which there's a lot of people that do, I would I would give them this. You know, I'd probably give them this before I would give them World War Hulk. Yeah, I sure. Give, I don't think I'd give anybody World War Hulk. <laughs> that would be a good story if it didn't have to exist in a shared universe after it was over. It's, because I mean, it's, and it, you get to be you get to be about the middle of issue t- chapter two or whatever, and you go, "Oh right, this all has to be put back in the toy box by the time this is over." Mm. The Hulk is not going to win, and then it's just sort of an exercise in. Even know, though Hulk is strongest, there is. You you run a Hulk on the treadmill, which makes me think: Can Hulk's sweat be good for anything? <laughs> be good for giving you leukemia, I would imagine. And on that note. <laughs> 
um, that is our uh, first uh, book explode coming back. And um, if you have any um, any suggestions for other books that we can talk about, uh, you can uh, write those in the comment section under this podcast, or you can send those to me at paul at ifanboy.com. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with another one of these in a month. Um, so I'm Paul. That's Jim. Hi. Bye. That's, that's Ryan. I, so I think Hulk Sweat would basically be radioactive Gatorade to me, and I'm I'm out. Bye. Would it be purple or or like neon green? It depends on how angry he is. And that's Timmy over there. And I think uh, bringing up Ziggy, I think Ziggy is the grown up version of Charlie Brown, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>